Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Welcome back to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset podcast with me, Johnny Pardo. Today, I have my friend Octavia on the show where we're going to be talking about the money mindset and self-confidence and going a little bit beyond that. So I'm excited for this conversation. Just so just an introduction to Octavia, and then we will dive in. So Octavia is a business and brand coach, a money and wealth mentor, and a generational wealth expander. Awesome. So welcome to the show, Octavia. Um, Tell us a little bit about what got you into this area and helping people with things like wealth and money, and maybe a little bit about your story behind it. Hello, first of all, and thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this conversation because mine is one of my favorite things to talk about. So what got me to this point is, well, you know, I started my business and as you start your business and you're starting to generate more money, Mm. obviously there's more worries and more um, things to consider when it comes to generating and tracking your finances and just being on top of everything because when you're in your nine to five you don't really have that much to worry about but when you run your business and obviously Mm -hmm. your income can fluctuate from month to month there's again new things and a lot of new new things to take into consideration so uh, as I'm on this journey of being an entrepreneur um, and I'm starting to make more and more money each month um I've realized that no matter how much money I was making, I was I was never happy. I've always wanted more, which is not a bad thing, but looking kind of like deeper behind that feeling of it's never going to be enough, I realized that what I was actually craving for was safety. So I was looking at money to provide this feeling of safety. And once I realized that, um, the next thing that came, right, was the safety I was looking for and I was craving for was something that I could only give myself, was not something that an amount of money that I had in my bank account was able to provide for me, but it was something that I could only give myself. Mm. So that's kind of like how my my journey with money started and I uh, and the deeper work that I did. And another kind of like crucial, very important moment was when I kind of like ran through all my finances after making some, let's say, I don't want to say bad, but let's say not so wise financial investments. And I kind of like, I went from a point where I was making a lot of money in my business to a point where I was making not even enough to pay for my bills. And it was for the first time in my life where I felt I came face to face with scarcity and it was scary and it was worrying and on the flip side it taught me so much about myself about my endurance about how I can turn this moment which seems so low and again really scary and really dark into uh into lessons into wisdom that then I can go on and share with others because what I realized is also obviously in this industry that we're part of in the coaching industry a lot of people whether they're coaches business coaches money coaches mentors whatever 
they talk a lot about making money and how to create more money, mm. but nobody really tells you how to heal your relationship with money or mm. how to um, heal your relationship with debt. And there are some aspects of your relationship with money that are not so glamorized and are so sexy and fancy to talk about. So a lot of people don't talk about it. And that's kind of like when I felt called to share my story and start teaching others about money and wealth and finances. Oh, thank you for the background. And yeah, def definitely uh, can relate to quite a lot of that and the, the scarcity around it, definitely. And yeah, and I like what you said about like the bot being able to listen to the body a little bit as well, being able to dive into that. And um, one thing, I mean, one thing I guess that I'm quite intrigued on, and I like to talk about is like there's quite a lot of people out there who, and you know, there's some quite like genuine people teaching how you know to make money and stuff like that, and they got good intentions to help you make it, like whether that's a coaching program. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's not all good in the world. There, there are some, you know, not so good things out there. But there's a lot of strategy out there, right, of like how to make money. Now, what I've seen, and I've experienced this for myself, I've seen other people do it, is like you've got a lot of knowledge. You've invested in these programs or and even there's a lot of free stuff that you could definitely utilize as well. But how important is it to go into the deep work? work rather than just necessarily looking at the strategy because I feel personally that sometimes the strategy won't work or won't be as effective if you've not done some of that deeper work so I just wanted to uh, get your view yeah. on that a little bit I, I love that question I think it all for me it all comes down to is okay so we're making money which is amazing and like you said we're part of an industry where I think we couldn't consider ourselves lucky because there's a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of numbers that are circulated and people are very transparent about the amount of money that it's being made, which I think it's great because we're having this open conversations around money and it's encouraged to talk about how much money you're making. But also it's about how do you manage this money? So I think the deeper conversation for me is how do you circulate this money? I I see money, money as a resource, right? That you can utilize to do something with it, right? It's not just something that you accumulate. It's not a number in your bank account. So mm -hmm. again, the deeper conversation is around how are we circulating this money? How are we managing this money? How are we putting this tool to its best use? And this is why, this is where the deeper work comes. I think it's just getting really clear of how you want your relationship to my your relationship to my to be like mm. yeah really focusing on that that like intention uh with with the money and what you want it to be like because we're, we're quite unconscious i guess to it a lot of the time um and it's just like we can get into those cycles like paying the bills and all that kind of thing so i like looking at the the relationship so I know you've done quite a lot of, and I've done a bit of like breath work and sort of somatic work. Uh, you, you've probably done a lot more than me actually personally, but like, I, you know, I've done like, I do it quite regular with breath work and stuff like that. I just wondered if you could touch on that a little bit and how that's perhaps uh, helped you with maybe challenges with money. Oh, a hundred percent. And not just money. I think just everything. In general, yeah. 
in general. So I'm a huge, huge, huge advocate of somatic work. So working with your body, with your nervous system. Mm. Uh, obviously, as most people, you know, we start working on our mindset. We use a lot of tools to work on our mind, right? Mm. And I see somatic work kind of like taking that work that you do with your mind to the next level. And I'm going to use an analogy that one of my coaches used with me the first time we were talking about this type of work is like the work with you, the work you do with your mind, it kind of like takes you to understand the block or the door or whatever is in front of you that you need to overcome. So you you've uncovered that, you know, Hey, this is the pattern. This is the uh, trauma. This is what's been holding me back. This is the block. But I think the somatic work is where you actually push past that door is, is that step, that very essential step that actually manages to open the door and unlock, you know, whatever, uh, you're looking past behind that door, where there is growth, where there is healing, whether it's getting more wisdom, more knowledge. So, uh, somatic work, I think it's, extremely important I just said not just in your work with money but um, in any type of work you're doing in when it comes to your own self-development we have to understand that um, a lot of a lot of the trauma uh, and when I mean trauma I don't mean like exactly like physical trauma I mean a lot of the feelings and the emotions that are not processed correctly uh, are stored in our body so, um, and a lot of the um, the misunderstandings and the fears that we have and the wounding that we have around money sometimes doesn't even come from the experiences that we have lived in this life. It usually is inherited from our ancestors in our DNA. So it's deep encoded in our DNA, which again, that's our that's the cells of our body, right? So it makes even more sense that when we're talking about doing the deep money work, the deep healing of our relationship around money, to use this somatic type of work, which is breath work, inner child healing, um, I don't know, like embodiment flows, etc., movement and stuff like that. Mm. I like what you said about inheriting it as well, because yeah I, yeah like yeah it's interesting and it's always an ongoing journey for me personally when I'm, I'm sort of going through some of this and when I do my somatic stuff and things can come up and you're like even just like memories you're like that really happened in my life that, mm. that kind of thing it's like well did it did it not and yeah just these images and yeah you just give me some realizations right now actually but like see you're such a great coach Octavia but um yeah, it's um I also like I really like what you said about the door analogy. Um so you've got like and I'll I'll be honest, I'm gonna say it like obviously this is a self-esteem and confidence mindset but uh podcast, but we you know we try and go a bit deeper. Um when I kind of hear in I like in our, our space, the personal growth space, and you know, people working on themselves and it's everything is mindset it's not it's like you know that's you know mindset's very very important i agree you know work having a good attitude but looking at your behaviors you know looking at some of these blocks mm. but yeah like going deeper into like our psychology the you know what's going on in our continual thought processes but a lot of that uh like you've been sharing is actually stored in your body and things you don't even know is there so yeah i really i really love that analogy you used about the door 
makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah, it's it's and if I can just quickly share some information yeah, that I've learned please. recently. Um, just to touch upon the subject. So I read about this study and it might be, I, I might not have the exact name of it, but uh, it's called the cherry blossom study. It was done in Japan and it was done on this mice. And um, so basically what was happening, they took some mices and every time they sprayed into whatever container they were held, this mice is maybe in cage or something. Every time they sprayed this uh, cherry blossom essence, Unfortunately, it's not going to sound very pleasant, but they electrocuted the mice, right? So every time they sprayed, they electrocuted the mice, which again, is not something that we <laughs> kind of like a, agree with or like, but um, then this mice is reproduced, right? And uh, the second generation of mice, what they tested, and this is, this is where it's mind blowing. Every time they sprayed the same essence in their environment, Although the mice were not electrocuted, their body reacted, their nervous system reacted exactly in the same way as the first generation of mice that were electrocuted. Oh, and wow. this kind of like happened until the fifth generation, which again proves and shows that a lot of the trauma and stuff that we have stored in our nervous system, in our bodies and memories might not actually come from something we've experienced in this lifetime, but as I said previously, it can be inherited from our ancestors. So again, working with our body is extremely important when we do this type of work, healing. Mm. Mm. Uh, that's yeah, an interesting study. Uh, there's all kinds of those ones. Um, yeah, for, for like you, is there, I know it's obviously different for everyone, but is there any like things people can start with like daily to just, uh, I mean, I'd advise, you know, getting a somatic like teacher and actually you can get some very good value uh, rates for those kind of things. Then if you want to go deeper, get your own one-to-one -one coach, obviously. But uh, is there is there anything that the listener could start with to maybe understand a little bit more about somatic work that they can do on themselves to maybe heal some of those things or start working through some of those blocks? Yeah. So in terms of somatic work, you've mentioned previously breath work, I would say is the first mm. type of, uh, you know, tool that you can use. And um, there is this three part breath work or activating breath work um, that you can more or less, you know, you can research on different search engines and you can find uh, out about exactly how it works. And because it's such an activating breath work, it kind of like um, um, triggers in a way your your nervous system, right? So, um, and while it triggers your nervous system, you're also teaching your nervous system how to handle the sensations and the emotions and everything that's coming up, right? Um, so that's one way that you can actually work with your uh, onosomatics level. Uh, another type of work would be, you know, in a child healing, what I like to do, and this uh, this is a very simple practice I think anyone can do, right? I like to really just close my eyes, you know, take a couple of deep breaths and just imagine, have this picture of me as a child and really go back to memory where, you know, I might've heard something about money or I might've had an interaction with money or I might've heard something my parents said or someone close to me said about money and really, Kind of like try and understand from my child, my child, the child version of me perspective, what happened? What did I learn about money? How did I interact with money and that information at the time? And kind of like try to create an image or a healing process around 
um, the the whole uh, you know experience that I had at the time. Um, another thing that I I like I like to do is also to um, and this is something that I do in my online money membership with the members in there is um, to really start letting your body guide you in this journey because like we said you know somatic work is relying on your body to try and get out of your mind and more into your body and just if you want to go back to maybe previous past memories where you've experienced scarcity or abundance like close your eyes again maybe put some music on and just try to see how your body actually experiences scarcity maybe you know maybe you just curl yourself up in a bowl maybe you want to cry maybe you want to slam your fists against something right maybe you're just like pushing against something and it feels like you want to break out of something maybe you feel really constricted and again you can't read so or then the opposite of that what would abundance feel like and look like in your body if you were to experience that to its maximum just getting out of your mind letting your body guide you in this journey and be like what would abundance want how would abundance want to be expressed um through me right now and just kind of like let your body you know moves you in different ways and directions and uh yeah it can turn out into something beautiful (laughs) love those love those tools and uh yeah just um the the inner child one that applies for any area right that you got blocked so maybe like you know the area of intimate relationships or dating and or love or something like that as well i guess it it applies for all areas Um, oh yes a hundred percent yeah, awesome. Um, so yeah, just a, a couple more things I want to touch on, really, Octavia. But with your, um, you've obviously invested a lot in yourself, and you, you know the growth's amazing. Obviously, you can always see your stuff uh, when I, I've seen your stuff on social media and things like that. Um, I wanted to talk about like the power of investing in yourself a little bit, um, because for me, like obviously when I first started doing it, coming in the personal growth industry, it's like oh my God, I'm going to spend like that much money on myself. And that was really my mentality behind it. And what I kind of observe day to day is those who have put a lot into themselves, even when they scared, tend to benefit. Like obviously Mm. use your common sense, you know, watch out for, you know, do your homeworks, make sure, you know, they've got evidence and things like that when you're going into something. Um, But it's, I, I find a lot of us are like not, willing to invest in ourselves when it's when we feel like it's right for us obviously if it doesn't feel right don't do it but then i also see people at the same time spending a lot of money on things like items and all sorts Mm -hmm. of things that may not uh necessarily give them the growth you know it's absolutely up to anyone how they do it i've seen people you know obvious examples people buy houses but they won't invest in themselves as grant cadone says um but like what's I just wanted to get your view on or kind of your experience rather on investing in yourself and how that may have benefited you in your journey. Yeah. Uh, great, great thing to talk about. Um, so my first investment in myself was, was quite big. I remember I just bought a house talking about buying houses, right? Yeah. Um, and with the house, house. yeah, the house, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with buying a house, like I was saying, but hundred percent, it's, no, it's like, no. um, it's the case of people get very resourceful to, you know, buy the houses and things mm, like that. But like yeah. to invest in themselves, it can be like another story. So yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah. And I think, and this is just my opinion, I think this is why it mainly happens is because people and 
we live in a world where we're just looking for that instant gratification, right? Whether as you invest in a car and just get in a car, you drive it, right? Yeah. And it looks fa fancy. Or you just invest in a in a bag, you you put it on your hand and you you go outside and you wear it, right? Whereas um investing in yourself is not something that you see the results immediately, right? It's a work, it's it's a process. So of course, you know, you're being more inclined to spend money on buying yourself something that just brings you that instant gratification feeling than putting that money towards, you know, a coaching program or a training or something, right? That you won't see the results of the work and your investment uh, straight away. So I think that could be one of the reasons why people, like you said, are uh, more inclined to buy stuff than invest in themselves. And just coming back to my story, yeah. So my first uh, investment in myself, my my fir very first uh, big investment was just after I bought my house here in London. And I remember I had enough money in my bank account to kind of like cover, you know, just buying the essentials, furniture and stuff around, around my place. And I put all that money towards a coaching program. And it was, it was scary as hell, you know, because it was... Uh, towards nearly nearly ten ten thousand dollars right so it was, it was big investment it was quite scary mm. um but the lessons that I've learned even from that moment of investing up until you know the journey of being coached and being in a program and being in a space where people were you know um were sharing a lot of information a lot of knowledge a lot of wisdom it's just it's gotten me to where I am right now right so um it is scary. I think investing in yourself should feel a bit scary, shouldn't really feel comfortable because if it's comfortable, that kind of like defies the whole purpose of putting yourself outside of your comfort zone. Uh, again, like you mentioned, it's really good to do your research in terms of who you're investing, you know, just make sure it's um, it's safe. But 100%, I, there's nothing better for me than being able to... Um, have the resources to invest in myself and to constantly grow because this is I think why we're in this journey and this is why we're talking on this podcast right mm -hmm. that's the whole purpose and yeah I think it's it's easier to buy an iPhone <laughs> it is. Uh, or a car <laughs> than invest in yourself but long term you're gonna thank yourself for holding off a little bit on that iPhone and putting that money towards bettering yourself absolutely no 100 love what you said there so thank you for sharing um yeah i agree with the instant gratification and it is hard and i get caught up in it from time to time you know we're all human beings so yeah uh some really good views there so octavia thank you so much for everything today uh just before we round off uh is there a maybe final point you you'd like to share that maybe you not had the opportunity to and also where can the listener find you if they want to find out uh, a little bit more about your work. Thank you. So uh, they can find me on Instagram. It's Octavia underscore mentoring. That's and they can get a lot of information out there about what I do and kind of like how, what I help people with and free resources and everything. Um, yeah, the one thing that I want to leave people with is understanding that money is something that you're in relationship with. And it's your responsibility to 
take that relationship to wherever you want it to go, right? Just like um, you're nurturing and putting a lot of time and effort into all other relationships that you have in your life, whether it's with your partners, with your friends, with your family, with yourself, with your business, just take ownership of that relationship and you will see um, some amazing results. And the more you do the deep work when it comes to money, the more you realize that a lot of, stuff comes up that doesn't even have to do with money. It has more to do with confidence, with self-esteem, your self-worth. And you think you're working on just your money mindset, but it really touches upon all aspects of your life. And the more you do this work, um, the more you see some great shifts and changes in all areas of your life. Fantastic. Love that final point. Um, Octavia, thank you so much for coming on again. Once again, appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So that concludes our episode for today. And remember, you are in control of your own self-esteem and confidence.